Banshee Room at the Menominee Public Library. Welcome to, you're not going to believe this, Ted, episode 20 of Ted All Talks, right. the library's 20. official podcast series. I'm Chuck Backus, alongside library director Ted Stark, and we invite you to pull up a seat, relax for a few minutes, and catch up on what's going on around town. Ted, the weather, don't quote me on this, but the weather is beautiful outside. Holy cow. Yeah, it's I'm great. loving it. Uh, what was it in the... 40s earlier this week yeah, this weekend yeah compared to last year remember last february it was I'd awful not yeah not at all it seemed like it snowed every day last year it certainly did all right ted we've got a great program coming up today we've got katie madison <laughs> who's the district nine coordinator from the wisconsin farm bureau federation and we've got kay gilbertson as well kate's a dairy farm and she also has a deep association with the farm bureau so, ladies, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you both here today. We're uh, excited to be here. Yes. I'm gonna thank you for having us. I love us. the uh, TED Talk reference. That's pretty great. That's great. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we came up with that, I, as a matter of fact. Yeah, not, it wasn't my idea. That's not but, true. You you threatened me. If we need, I wanted to say Chuck speaks, and you said, no, it's TED Talks or it's off the air. <laughs> right. So, right. ladies, can you, can you tell us, give us a little uh, information on Farm Bureau? What it does? I, I mean, I'm I'm a Nebraska farm boy. I grew up with Farm Bureau, so yeah. So you're, I'm you're sure familiar, it's in yeah. The, so in the five or six years since I graduated <laughs> high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're still around. Uh, Wisconsin Farm Bureau started in 1920, so we are currently celebrating our centennial. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty well, great. That's cool. Uh, been around for a long time. Um, and it's a general farm organization, uh, purpose to promote, protect, and represent the business, economic leadership, and educational interests of our Wisconsin farmers. Uh, like I said, general farm organization, so we're here to support all types of agriculture in Wisconsin. Um, and kind of here uh, supporting Dunn County Farm Bureau as well. And Dunn County Farm Bureau was started in 1954. Um, all of these uh, were started to, you know, like support agriculture throughout right. the state. Uh, Dunn County Farm Bureau is one of 61 county farm bureaus wow. uh, within the state organization. And then um, uh, Wisconsin Farm Bureau is uh, one of 51. So there's also a farm bureau in Puerto Rico, uh, part <laughs> of uh, the American Farm Bureau Federation, which is out in Washington, D.C. Okay. So what? Uh, who are the members? I mean, is it just, you know, all... Um each farm member might uh, join, or how, how does that work? Uh, so I guess it's kind of uh, anybody that has an interest in agriculture. So people that mm -hmm. own land, uh, people that are farming full-time, some people people that are also involved in agriculture. Um, so maybe, you know, your agricultural lenders, seed okay. salesmen, so anybody that has a vested interest uh, in agriculture. And a little side note, and we probably won't touch a whole lot on this, um, but we do have what we call associate members that are not necessarily involved in agriculture. Uh, Rural Mutual Insurance Company is our uh, kind of parent company, uh, okay. started in the 30s. Uh, when farmers were having a hard time getting insurance. So uh, Farm Bureau started an insurance oh, company, which we now okay. call Rural Mutual Insurance. Uh, we have an office here in, in Menominee. Uh, and so the insurance customers that aren't necessarily associated with agriculture are associate members through uh, their insurance company. But our voting members uh, are the ones that are have some vested interest in agriculture. Okay. So um, is it like a nonprofit? Is it nonprofit? Uh, we have a Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, and we also have a foundation. So there's a couple okay. different pieces. So our, our foundation is the nonprofit side, um, but the, the federation 
uh, is not, and that would be where like our government relations uh, is housed, our you know uh, public okay. relations leadership, our leadership development, um, ag in the classroom, which we'll touch on a little bit, young farmer program. Those are okay. through the foundation, which okay. is all the nonprofit side. So kind of supporting the the leadership development, okay. uh, the young people involved in agriculture, uh, and, and that type of thing. Okay. So you're. Is this mostly volunteer organization? I mean, volunteer run, or but you're you're a, a paid employee, I assume. And then yep, uh, uh, we have about 28 employees within Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Uh, our our main office is in Madison, uh, and then we have uh, nine district coordinators that are out within the field, like myself. Okay. Um, and then Kay uh, here with us today is uh, one of our awesome volunteers we do rely heavily upon uh our awesome right. volunteers getting out uh you know with her in promotion and education uh, our young farmers and our young farmer program our egg in the classroom program uh we do rely heavily on on volunteers okay yeah. and, and kay one of the things i'm, I'm going to date myself here when i was a much younger boy i i remember that there were farmers and there were farmers wives and and i realized really quickly that every farmer's wife I ever met was a farmer, mm -hmm. and most of them could drive a tractor better than I could, and could probably beat me baling hay as well. Tell me about how did you become involved in, in Farm Bureau? Um, I am a part of our family farm. Uh, my husband and I farm with his brothers and his mom and dad, uh, so we are an authentic family farm. Um, I have also grown up in the Farm Bureau uh, Growing up on a farm, we were a Farm Bureau family as well. Um, so traditionally, as tradition would have it, yep, I am a farmer's wife and I am a farmer also. So it is, it is a great privilege and an honor for me. 40% um, of the farms here in Dunn County are farmed by women. So I think that's a really interesting and unique really? fact. Wow. Yeah. I'm shocked. I don't know why, but... 40% really well that's even like nationwide it's close it? to 30 40 percent of farmers okay. are women huh. mm -hmm. all right cool well now I'm I feel like I'm woke now or something because <laughs> <laughs> I that that I wow I didn't realize that well I'm gonna date myself too because I grew up in central Iowa uh, in a small town rural town and a lot of my friends were farmers and at that time, I remember, if I remember correctly, a family farm was about 180 acres, and they had like, well, they raised corn or soybeans, and they usually had some livestock, but they, they could raise a family uh, comfortably uh, on that. What's, um, how's that changed? What's a typical uh, farm in Dunn County? Like? Well, the look of the farm that you're describing right there hasn't changed so drastically much. Um, what what we're seeing a lot nowadays is that uh, the the farm families are bringing back the next generation, and that's the reason for encompassing a larger farm venue. It's so that you can encompass more folks. As I as I described when I introduced myself here, it was uh, that we farm with. Um, my husband and his two brothers and his mom and dad and we're hoping to bring back the the next generation as well um so it's it's not so much different than than what you have pictured growing up okay well all right so this go ahead chuck no that's okay well well you get i kind of get the perception and maybe it's just from the media or or the word or that that it's turned, I mean, the family farm's going away and now everything's big corporate farms. 
but that is that the case? Or I mean, that doesn't sound like it's necessarily the case. But. I think that's a a general perception. A lot yeah. of people have that perception, mm -hmm. uh, but it is not necessarily true. Uh, in Dunn County here, ninety six percent of farms are family owned. Okay. So um, you know, like Kay had suggested, you know, like with her farm, a lot of a lot of family farms are going that way where. Um, cousins are coming back um, you know, maybe like not necessarily brothers are, are running farms you have kind of maybe brothers started it and their kids are coming back and wanting to run the farm well they're all on okay. the same farm uh, so farms need to be a little bit larger because there are multiple family members running the farms sure. um, but at the same time there are still a lot of of small smaller farms as well um, you know where uh, you know a lot of people are hobby farming that maybe they work off off the farm part time or full time, um, and then are coming in and raising yeah. a small amount of uh, a small amount of like beef or chickens or uh, you know a couple hogs. Uh, yeah. I myself raise goats. Goats. Uh, yeah. So. Right. <laughs> and, and what we often see in these uh, family farms is that uh, folks who do come together for these reasons, they have their own specialties that they bring. Whether one person is specializing in in cattle, um, another might special. Another specialty might be um, uh, the mechanics, and, and another might be the crops. And, and, and it's, it's very unique that folks can just have that specialty that they can bring mm -hmm. to the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned earlier being a, a, a Nebraska farm boy, and when I was young and growing up, there were still a handful of first generation who mm -hmm. had immigrated and God only knows how. They ended up in Nebraska farming there. And to hear the stories from these people about their past. And it's it's cool to me because I see that today in in the Hmong community, which is so active as farmers right here in Dunn County in Menominee with our farmers market. What type of initiatives and programs do you have to work with, with minority communities like, like the Hmong here in Dunn County or in your region? Well, we have you know, our Young Farmer Program. Uh, so it's kind of a after FFA. Uh, so from 18 to 35, uh, it's a, you know, we have it at the state level, but each county has a Young Farmer Program. We have Young Farmer Chairs as well. We try to do some different events, um, some, um, you know, to kind of get out and network to give right. our young farmers in the area um, an opportunity to meet each other. Um, you know, kind of a little bit before that, you know, we have our Ag in the Classroom program as well, which is for like school age children up through high school. Uh, we just wrapped up, we do a lot of uh, partnerships with 4-H and FFA. Uh, so we just wrapped up this last weekend, uh, I think it's like the 38th annual maybe FFA Farm Forum. Uh, so it's a leadership training for juniors in high school through oh, FFA, cool. and that was this last Friday, Saturday, uh, over in Wisconsin Rapids, and so uh, brings uh, junior FFA students from all across the state yeah. uh, together to one network and to kind of learn some leadership development when they're trying to figure out what they want to go to school to be, uh, you know, maybe right. kind of potentially uh, push them towards uh, some sort of agricultural career. Yeah. And, and yeah. give them some guidance, you bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So, I know... Agriculture is really important to the economy in Dunn County. 
But how, how big is it, or I mean, how important is it? I'm really great. I'm excited that you asked that because I just received, like, hot off the press. Yeah. Uh, every every couple years, uh, the state of Wisconsin, through DATCAP, the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer right. Protection, along with uh, our University of Wisconsin, now Madison Extension, uh, does some surveying through, uh, you know, through throughout the state on what uh, what agriculture looks like and so kind of hot off the presses this isn't even like public knowledge yet uh, wow. but you heard it here first you heard it Man here talks. first we don't get the scoop very uh, often do we the economic impact of agriculture in dunn county alone is 989 million dollars wow yeah, and that's uh 3781 jobs in the county that are are associated to agriculture yeah could I have that figure one more time, just in case somebody at home missed it? Yeah, $989 million is the economic impact of agriculture in Dunn County. Uh, it employs 3,781 jobs. Wow. Is that is that directly the, the jobs, or is some of that indirectly, too, like, like say, with retail or something? That would, would potentially be a little indirectly as well. Maybe, yeah. like, some, you know, cheese plants, um, feed sales, you know, some agricultural they, support type, type right. positions as well. Would they call, you know, like... The, the tractors and that kind of thing. Or yeah, so implement sales. dealers, yeah. yep, sales, yep, yeah. that yep. kind of stuff okay. as well. Um, Nutritionists. Yeah, absolutely. And then another one, yeah. uh, 1,288 farms manage 348,301 acres within Dunn County. Yeah. Wow. That's nothing to sneeze at. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. That's That's got to be the biggest economic impact. I mean, the biggest industry then essentially in Dunn County I would say wouldn't you I mean I can't imagine I would anything. say it's pretty large I don't have anything as far as the other industries yeah. in front of yeah. me so I couldn't necessarily speak on that but I'd like to share another number as well because this one's okay. pretty exciting and these numbers are actually up from the last study that was done in 2014 okay uh, in the state of Wisconsin uh, agriculture is it, it uh, 104.8 billion dollars the economic impact mm. of agriculture throughout wow. the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, being involved in agriculture is pretty exciting. Um, you know, there's some really, really cool stuff in agriculture. Um, and there, you know, is a place, a place for everyone in yeah. agriculture. There's a lot of innovation and stuff going on that you don't think about normally. I mean, you know, when you're driving through, um, you know, you, you go by the soybeans and the corn and stuff, but there's a lot of smaller, smaller crops that um, that are really much larger than I, than I ever imagined. I was reading some of your your stats here. Like um, we raise a lot of potatoes. I mean, I never even thought about that. Yeah, and Dunn know. County is one of yeah. the leaders in potato production in really? in the state yeah. of Wisconsin, as well as kidney beans. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. wow. yeah. And, and so, he's been talking all morning yes. about ginseng. Yes, I want to. I, I had I, no <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, I. Wisconsin, I guess, grows, it rivals even Korean ginseng. They, I, I don't know whether it's our climate or the region or what it is, but we can grow, grow really good ginseng here. Yeah, and so I would say the, the central part of the state and the kind of the central sands, central, maybe a little okay. north-central-ish area is where most of the ginseng is. Yeah. Is that the same yeah. area as the cranberries? Partly. We also have cranberries up, like there's a large cranberry area up in Sawyer yeah. County. I didn't know that. Uh, Rus Ruskin, Sawyer County, yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. That far north, that surprises me. Uh -huh. Ginseng yeah. you see oftentimes like in Marathon County, yep. whereas the cranberries are just a little south of that, I would say. Yep. South, more centrally 
both are central, but one is further south. I'm learning new uh, stuff today. Yeah, I know. Take I a know. peek at the yeah. uh, commodity map that is out on display also. Yeah, it, you it, it is a really unique thing that displays all of the commodities across Wisconsin. Yeah. I will make a point to visit that. Yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, you kind of know we're number one in cheese. I mean, you kind of know that. But, yeah, yeah. But, but then, then you got milk goats, number one in milk goats. Yeah. This is nationally, right? Or Wisconsin? Yeah, through I mean, the United States. Yeah, yeah, number one in milk goats. Yeah, and actually there's, there's some pretty decent uh, goat farms in Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed, so I raise meat goats, actually. Oh, so meat ask. goats has not made it on any of these lists. So one of these days, it's going to. We have what are you <laughs> okay, so now I'm curious. I mean, I don't know that I've ever... What, what, are the, what is the meat used for? Uh, to, it's, it, it started ethnic. So it's the number one consumed meat in the world, believe it or not. 60% uh, of the meat wow. is goat meat. It's like a lot okay. of... It's very easy to raise. So a lot of the, it's very ethnic, it's an ethnic market, uh, yeah. but now, uh, you know, in the United States, they're starting to get a little, a little more of a, kind of a niche market. People want to try it, and then, you know, with a lot of the ethnicities moving over, uh, looking okay. for it. So there's a, uh, a lot of it's imported from, huh. like, uh, New Zealand and Australia. Uh, so, yeah. Right. It's I don't a, think I've ever seen, maybe I just never looked for a goat. <laughs> meat recipe but what what would you uh, do you eat it i do okay yeah. so what what's a good recipe uh i actually like uh, i've i made uh goat carnitas goat carnitas uh, was okay. pretty good we ah. did gyros gyros are pretty good uh, mm -hmm. so it's kind of similar yeah. similar to lamb yeah. uh, not like the mutton so it's not right. gamey but uh it's very <laughs> kay's just <laughs> laughing because she knows i like to talk about <laughs> that's, goats that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, oh boy all right it's all good. You it's go. all good. Okay. <laughs> well, what are some other crops here in Wisconsin that uh, our, our listeners might might not immediately think of when you think of grown in Wisconsin? Well, I know uh, you know you had alluded to hemp. So Wisconsin Farm Bureau was very instrumental uh, in getting the hemp legislation pushed through a couple years ago, okay. um, and so we're still kind of in the experimentalish phase, I would say, probably of hemp. But there's a potential uh, with hemp kind of making a comeback. It was, uh, I think Wisconsin was number one, I believe, like in World War II, like before World War II, yeah. uh, in hemp production. Uh, and then it kind of went away everywhere, uh, kind of getting uh, lumped in with uh, the cannabis, yeah. uh, with marijuana. And yeah. so kind of has been uh, a little bit of a, kind of some hoops to jump through to try to bring it back. But uh, there's a lot of potential in there. It's also a lot of struggles, a little challenges in trying to, trying to yeah. figure out a new crop um, you know, obviously we have the corn, soybeans, you know, those type of, and Dunn County's number one in the, or number seven, sorry, in the grain industry within the state of Wisconsin. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Just in Eau Claire County, there's horseradish. We have just a little bit here in Dunn County, but. Yeah, yeah and you can go see oh, that yeah, farm this summer yeah. at yeah. the Absolutely. Farm Technology Days in July. Right. It will be at Hunsinger Farms where they, uh, they grow the. A lot of the, the horseradish. Now, forgive my ignorance. What I remember about horseradish was growing it was no problem. Getting it to not grow, that was the problem. That's right. Is, is, is that an issue for, I mean, we never planted it. It was just, it was always there. I, I myself don't know much about the, the I don't, whole production I don't either. I do like to eat horseradish. Yeah. 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 And, and you just don't even realize how close it has grown. You know? I, mean, I had no idea that that was a, a, a prominent crop in Wisconsin either. So where are the potatoes? You said Dunn County, a lot of potatoes growing here. Where, where, is there a certain area in Dunn County where, where 
that's concentrated or is um, it they kind of they, they try to obviously like with a lot of crops rotate fields so you're not planting the same thing every okay. year uh, the wheeler area the north right. of wheeler okay. and uh, south of elk mound mm -hmm. um there's a lot of flat sandy ground uh -huh. okay oh. yeah irrigated uh, potatoes like irrigated soil so they need to be watered on a regular basis yeah um yeah. so a lot of the must be irrigated um but yeah it's kind of all over um it, it's kind of interesting when you drive around I think you know if you just kind of look at some of these fields and if you you know you just kind of see green maybe in the summer or see planting and aren't really right. aware of of what it is um, I think that there's, there's some sunflowers you know every once in a while yeah uh, sunflowers yeah you know yeah, um, beautiful yeah yeah really are. and sometimes you know so for oil or seed you know everybody right. grows it for a little bit different um, you know yeah, yeah, those are striking to drive by the fields of them. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, honey is mentioned on here too. That, that we, um, you know, and I just, I just read this. I don't know why I stumbled across this this article uh, over the weekend on people are there's organized gangs stealing hives out in out west coast because of the 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 pollinators the bees are the pollinators oh, sure. mm -hmm. and it's a big business just the pollination is a big business and i'd never i said what the heck you know but they're they're you know they come in the dead of night and they haul off these hives and wow. okay this is way off topic i know but, <laughs> but um I, I just i just found that i just found that interesting and you know and it kills a lot of the bees when they do that i mean they lose a lot of them when they steal them like that yeah that's right. really interesting i think i've you know there's a lot of people around that raise bees and bees is another thing that would be i think there's a lot of hobbyists that raise yeah. bees and i i don't know bees and i can't say that it would be easy but it seems like a lot of people do it as a hobby in their backyards um yeah. but i mean i mean they're pretty delicate little things i yes. would think that, that you'd want to be pretty careful with them but uh, i do love honey uh and bees yeah. are pretty great and you know like with the pollinating factor i mean look at all of the great work that they do that oh, yeah, humans would, don't have to. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. yeah. There is a new exhibit uh, that the Farm Bureau is associated with here at the library, and people come in, they can just walk in the front door, look to their left, and they can check it out. There's a beautiful uh, children's book there. Um, and I'm going to get the name wrong. It's, uh, I, I need it right now. Uh, right this very minute. Right this very minute. Tell me about that initiative, what, what you're doing to. Uh, children's literature and things like that? Well, that um, book, I'm, I, thank you for asking that question. Um, that book is uh, written by uh, a Wisconsin author, and uh, she, her name is Liesl Detlefson, and uh, she uh, does a great job of, of telling agriculture story. And uh, what that book is associated with is we also um, have uh, an essay contest that uh, Wisconsin Farm Bureau promotes and uh, the, the theme of the essay is, um, how has Wisconsin agriculture affected your life today? Mm. So it's a, it's a very unique read, and uh, it's open to fourth and fifth graders. And uh, they are eligible to write about anything that inspires them. And it, the book is just kind of a, a springboard, if you will, to um, help them generate mm. ideas. Cool. And if any of our listeners have children or grandchildren who would like to enter this contest, what would they do? It's a 100, is it 100? 200 to 300. Yes, 200 to 300 word essay. Um, and if they would like to write about that, again, I said the theme is 
how has Wisconsin agriculture affected my life today? And uh, they can, the deadline for that is April 1st. And we do have some resources here on that, kind of the sheets that go with yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the, the sheets that are listed, they also um, list some great resources and great web websites. Mm -hmm. Easy for me to say, right? Um, just as, as a reference point. Okay. You bet. And another great reference point is wisagclassroom.org. W-I-S-A-G classroom.org. Perfect. And they can learn more about it there. Yes. Mm -hmm. All of those resources are there, and that's our Wisconsin Ag in the Classroom website. So that, uh, the book of the year, uh, the essay contest, as long as, as well as numerous other uh, resources are out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So March 24th uh, is National Agriculture Day, mm -hmm. right? And so you've got uh, some things, some programs surrounding that, like... Um, well, I pulled this off from, from the display rack on, uh, uh, this must be for younger children where they can draw a picture. It's a contest, it looks like. Yep. Um, yeah. And the theme of that is uh, food brings everyone to the table. And, uh, and those look like they're due um, March 31st. And they can, is that, you want to talk a little bit more about that? or? Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially a... It, just exactly what you said a, okay. a picture drawing contest and there's different age categories that they will be um, divided into um, so if, if folks want to get involved in that uh, there's information here at the library or um, just feel free to look up at the the website that we just uh, cited there um, another thing that we're doing here and associating with uh, association with national egg day is we are partnering with um, uw extension Dunn County, mm -hmm. um, and we are hosting a Farmer's Night Out. Um, this is the second annual event for that, yep. and uh, our organization is sponsoring that. Um, it's just a free night for farmers to come on out and, and enjoy some com camaraderie and, mm, okay. and fellowship with each other. Um, there will be a, a, a hypnotist on hand who uh, I have some personal connections with so he it, it he's he's a fantastic individual and he has some connections to agriculture as well absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah, and that's uh march 19th at uh, uh stout ale house yeah, yeah. starting at 6 p.m uh and it's just kind of a you know we know farmers work hard uh they do a great job they yeah. care about the land they care about their animals uh they care about the future generations and we just want to give back to them Right, and show sure. that we appreciate what they do and just give them a night out um, yeah. to, to come out and have fun. Culver's here in Menominee is uh, donating custard. Uh, we have uh, kind of heavy appetizers cool. uh, and a little bit of entertainment as well. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for folks listening to the podcast, the, the website information will be, uh, there'll be a link down in the description below. Super. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so your your goat raising now I'm getting into this. Once again. The, um, how 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 much land do you need to or how many goats do you have and how much land do you need to do well, that? I'm I'm pretty small. Uh, okay. I just had a pile of babies though, so I have I have eight kids. 
Ah, Goat babies oh. are kids, so people, when I walk around and talk about my kids, I have to watch it. Uh, I really have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> my my friends are like, do you realize what you just said? They're like, we know you. Yes. We know. Um, so I have uh, I have 17 goats, um, and so mine are all pretty much breeding stock. And I only have nine and a half acres, and that's why I chose to raise goats. Okay. Um, because you know, there you, you can raise quite a few goats on yes. you know a few acres of land. Um, they're uh, a pretty, uh, I don't want to say easy to raise, but uh, you know, a nice. Yeah. And for me, as a, as a woman, they're nice. Uh, I can do it by myself pretty easily. Uh, right. So, yeah, it's a good industry. There's some really great people. Uh, it's been yeah. a lot of fun talking to people about goats, because like you know, like you, a lot of people are like goats. What? <laughs> But you're not milk. You're not milking. Them. I don't milk them. No, okay. no. Nope. They're kind of like I. They're like the beef cattle of the goat industry. So it's yeah. like a beef cow versus a dairy cow. Oh, okay. So so it'd be like a meat goat versus a dairy goat. So kind of the same mm -hmm. analogy, just a different species. Okay. So when they're little, I see videos on YouTube and people share videos of little goats on YouTube. Are they are they as funny as they are? You know. Oh, they they absolutely and, are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. awesome. Yes. That's awesome. They absolutely are funny little creatures. Yeah. Well, Ted, this has been right. another great well, conversation, I think. Yeah. <laughs> We're learning all kinds of stuff yeah, absolutely. today. There's one more thing that I'd like to add about the Wisconsin egg in the classroom, uh, the, the National Egg Day thing, and that is feel free to read. Um, we encourage um, your listeners to, to read books. Um, that book of, of the year, our, our Wisconsin Farm Bureau Book of the Year, right this very minute, that's on hand here at the library because Dunn County um, Farm Bureau donated that book here Excellent. and uh, we would encourage you to pick up a book that we have donated um, and read that to a crowd of folks yeah. um, whether it be on March 24th or any day that works for you yeah. and you know as well I'm gonna throw this out here I'm not gonna like volunteer K for it but we do have a group of volunteers as our Dunn County Farm Bureau board uh, that you know if anybody is looking for someone to come into a classroom and speak or if you want someone to come in, if you want a farmer to come in and read the book, um, you know, we have a group of dedicated volunteers that would be more than happy to come in and help out with that or, or whether it be some sort of activity, you know, through our Ag in the Classroom program, we do have a lot of different activities as well. Um, and so we would be more than happy to get somebody to come in and help with some of these things if any, you know, educators or if the library wants to, to look at doing something or, um, you know, some sort of organized event we you know we okay. definitely have the people that would be more than happy happy absolutely. to do that yeah yeah i've i've done that many times yes absolutely well both of you guys are very personable and i think it would be fun to have for a program so absolutely thank you yeah. so much for stopping by katie madison Kay gilbertson it's been a real pleasure to have you here ted i enjoyed myself today so did i and i learned i learned something did you so learn anything about ginseng, or did you already have that down? Well, I didn't have it down, but I, I, I just find it interesting that, that, it's that been an educational we, day. we grow world-class ginseng in Wisconsin. There you go. We grow world-class a lot of stuff, a lot of in, stuff Wisconsin. in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, ladies, very much for visiting. Thank you for having us. All right. Ted, let's do this again sometime. Let's do. I'd like that. That was fun. Okay, we can do another thanks, one Chuck. of these. Yep. All right, then. For Ted Stark, I'm Chuck Backus, hoping you've enjoyed this episode of TED Talks, the official podcast of the Menominee Public Library. We look forward to seeing you next time.